Welcome to the Post Up. This is your new weekly NBA show coming from the Gold Boys Sports Network where three friends talk about the association, which Dylan doesn't like this word, but the association right now, this playoffs is fucking electric. Electric. With me right now, live. Live, baby. In the studio. At Ryan Props. What's up, dude? What's going on, dude? This is this is a, a pleasure. I actually live about two hours away from Michael. Uh, so this is this will be our first time to actually record side by side rather than over our computers. So uh, I'm I'm excited about this one. With not with us today is uh, the third man of this booth, most important person of the three of us, at Dilbon zero zero. He is celebrating his daughter's first birthday. Happy birthday, Demi! Happy birthday, Demi! Happy birth! Happy birthday, Demi! What's up, fellas? How's everyone doing today? Fucking Solid. electric. Watching this, I'm sure. It's just- I'm sure a lot of you in the Twitter sphere saw that uh, us three were hanging out watching the draft last night, and your boy is still sleepy, <laughs> recovering. We every You're so fucking old already. That's right. Every year, uh, Dolan, Dylan, and our other friend, shout out Nate. Uh, we meet every year uh, halfway between Richmond and Norfolk, VA, in Williamsburg at a B Dubs in Williamsburg. We've done that two years now. Should be three years now. For some reason, we didn't do it last year. But anyway, because yeah. Demi. That's Demi right. Was Demi born. was born That's last fine. year. That's why. Uh, but this has started to become a new thing that we all do where we get together, hang out with each other. That's going to get loud. What do you think? Do you think, dude? Do you think? Talking to Dolan. Don't worry, Alex. You can keep that in. Uh, yeah, we usually meet. We watched the NFL draft last night. Uh, it was fucking awesome. We have all decided one thing after watching the NFL draft that Jared Goff is a top five quarterback <laughs> last year. I don't believe that's what we decided <laughs> let's, on. Let's talk about, let's talk about this uh, NBA. Uh, Dylan. Dolan, biggest news of what Dylan thinks the last couple years from the NBA, the Miami Heat, the eighth seed, knock out the first seed, and Giannis throws a temper tantrum at the end of the game. Dolan, how are we feeling about that fucking series? I got to hold my hands up. I apologize. I did not watch much of this series because if you remember last week, I said, get God damn, this series is going to be fucking boring. And I was dead wrong. This series was fucking awesome. Dolan, what do you think about Miami beating yeah. the hell out of Milwaukee? Yeah, I was just going to say the same thing. I think it's funny if you go back and listen to our prior episodes. Uh, I know I was vocal about it. Michael just admitted to be vocal about it. But like, this is the one that we, this is the series I didn't really care to pay that much attention to because I figured this would just kind of just, this would be a Bucks blowout. We just move on. And the Heat always kind of bored me, but. Uh, you know, I got a I got a taste of what Butler's capable of in the postseason, and I mean, not that I didn't know to an extent, but uh, you know, I didn't I didn't quite see this coming. I mean, that was damn near a one man show. They lost Hero, Bam played okay. Uh, you know, actually, Gabe Vincent stepped up. Gabe Vincent was pretty damn good in that series, but dude, in no in no way did I ever see this coming. So I think it's really funny and it's ironic that. Uh, the series that I think I shit on the most ended up being the one with the biggest oh, yeah. storyline. So, oh yeah, uh, it, it's just funny how how things work out sometimes. Dylan, how good is Jimmy Butler? Man, that was at least for me the best 
performance I've ever seen by anybody in the playoffs. I have never seen anybody, not even just like win it by himself, but will his team. Like I was listening to a podcast and they say some teams have a winning culture and some players bring that winning culture. And Jimmy Butler is winning culture. That guy is something else. And I, I, being a Celtics fan and them having so many uh, series together that are just so intense, I try my best to dislike that guy, but you cannot dislike that dude. His story's good, being homeless and everything, not having any money, and then freaking just when I, when he left Minnesota and there was that story that came out, he took the freaking third team and beat the starters. Just like so much respect for that guy. That was the best performance I ever seen. And Giannis, massive choke job, right, Michael? <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you a quick story for the for the for the view or the viewers, the listeners out there. Uh, I was uh, at the gym uh, for because, I, like I said, I thought this series was going to be absolutely boring. I, I thought in no way, shape, or form that um, Miami were going to win. Especially when Hero went out, I'm pretty sure I sent a text to the boys that says, "All right, done and dusted. Wrap this fucking series up." I had no faith in Miami. That's on me. Also, like a lot of other people, I don't want to pretend that we're the only ones that said Miami weren't going to fucking do anything. Everybody thought Milwaukee was going to bust Miami's ass. But I was at the gym. Didn't watch a lot of this game. Checked the scoreboard. Saw that uh, Giannis had dropped 38 and 20. Texted the boys that the next morning, and these two came fucking after me for not watching that game. <laughs> uh, it was uncalled for, completely uncalled for, because I'm just trying to have a conversation right. with the fucking boys. It was uncalled for to go to the gym during this game. <laughs> You're absolutely right. <laughs> pretty, pretty fucking electric. Miami uh, upset. Is that the first time? No, no, Grizzlies did it no, against six uh, time, yeah, I this think. This is actually like four. Is it five. really? Yeah, we talked about this. I think it's six. It? It's yeah, six. yeah. We looked it up the other yeah, a uh, couple of days ago. I, I unfortunately don't remember it, but it seems like Dylan does. So, yeah, this is. I saw it. They that, talked about it on TNT oh, nice, afterwards. Yeah, eighth seed is beating the number one. So, um, still, you know, quite historic for as long as the NBA has been around and as many one versus eight series as we, we've had. I mean, six times is not a lot. So, this is, uh, this is big time. Just. Didn't, didn't see it coming. I think it's on another level, too. Like, not just the number one seed, but the, the favorite going into it to win it all. The best record overall. MVP candidate. It's just like someone who has done it before because they won it two years ago. I think just like all that stuff piled up on top of eight seed being the one seed is just massive. Absolutely. It's electric, there you go. guys. It's electric. It is electric. Dylan does. Dylan thinks that word gets thrown around loosely these days. Uh, probably He's probably right. Uh, but that series was absolutely electric. That's on me. Um Dylan, that's uh, if, if if true legit listeners of this podcast will know that a couple of weeks ago, Dylan said, "I do not." As a Celtics fan, Dylan said he did not want to see Miami in that first round of the playoffs. Uh, that's probably why what we, what we just saw here from Jimmy Butler, right, Dylan? I mean, that's absolutely why. I mean, that guy has made big shots. He's played in big games, and it's so weird because they were literally what three minutes away of getting eliminated yeah. by the Bulls. It's just yeah. like. And then he just does all that. And it's like, I don't even want to say, obviously other players play well. Duncan Robinson hasn't played in who knows how long. And he came and hit some big shots after Hero went down. Uh, Kyle Lowry had some big games. It's just, uh, yeah, I mean, I did not want to face that team. And looks like I was right, as usual. Shut up. Almost, Shut didn't, up. almost did not matter because you played the Hawks and almost choked on that one. Again, if you are a avid listener of this show, and if you are, shout out to you. Dylan, we made our, and we're going to run through our predictions of the first round here in a little bit, but when we all, I, I know Dylan for sure, I don't remember if Dolan did or not, but when we made our predictions for the show, Dylan and I said 4-1 to uh, Boston, I mean, we were close, it was 4-2, but we did say 
that the reason we didn't go with a full sweep is because Boston will give you one. We always figured that we've seen it in the past couple of years that Boston will give teams just a little bit of, and they almost gave Atlanta a full open door to come in and take this one. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter. It's 4-2. You move on. But how do you feel about your series overall, Dylan? Honestly, it was kind of disappointing. I had some moments, but I think that, the and I'm trying to be optimistic here, I think the biggest thing to look at is the Hawks are better than I thought. I'm trying not to discredit anything the Celtics said. I think Joe Missoula has still has some growing to do with adjustments. And after they lost game three, um, Jason Tatum came out, was like, we need to learn and be better than this. We've been through this before. We need to stop, as Doc Rivers says, playing with our meat. <laughs> Good and, shout out there. Um, Big shout out. Yeah. And, and, uh, it's funny they come back and do it again immediately. Like they come back, win game four, and then lose. And like, and then screwed up Janet Jackson's concert. Yes. Sorry, Janet Jackson. <laughs> big apologies to Janet. All, all of these of the show. big Janet Jackson fans out there. Come on. But Trey Young, like, he played well. I mean, he played out of his mind. And just like, I mean, just like we talked about before the uh, postseason started, Trey Young's capable of winning a game and he just happened to do it twice. Yeah. I think uh, arguably a, a turning point of the series, at least when it became just a little bit more competitive, is. Um, not having Murray out there and and seeing how that team operates with Trey just being the like, just you know the, the the distributor the the number one option as well like they they just put the ball in his hands so much more instead of divvying it up between him and Murray and that's when it, it it kind of started to feel like they had some success and then Murray comes back in the last game and uh, I mean he barely shot uh, it felt like I mean uh, he still took a decent amount of field goal attempts but. Um, it, it felt like their plan was was much different in the games one and two than it was in like the last game of the series because they saw what Trey was capable of doing, uh, and it was you know he's borderline carrying them to to difficult victories and um, you know I, I, we've we've talked about the the Murray and, and Trey Young duo and just how odd it is and if anything this series kind of proved it further. Uh, I say Trey just needs to be you know he he needs uh. You know, a Bogdan Bogdanovich right beside him, a guy that's just a catch and shoot. You know, might be able to create his own shot when he needs to, but not like a full time, uh, you know, ball handler beside him. That that just doesn't really feel like the kind of player Trey needs to play with. And um, yeah, like I said, I, I think this series kind of just proved that even further. That duo is just kind of odd, and I'm not sure how I feel about it. You saying that? You saying that, Dolan? Does that mean that Trey? Like to you can't pair him with another star. Not, uh, not necessarily. Saying? I think he would do really, really well with a a star power forward or center. I'm not yeah. sure about pairing him with a. a uh, I, I don't know if we're calling Dejounte Murray a star. He's probably borderline. Uh, but I don't. I'm not sure how I feel about him being paired with a star at his his own position. I mean, uh, I mean they're putting two number ones on the floor at the same time and just calling one of them a two, which. Uh, is easier said than done. So, and, I, and again, like I said, that, that series just kind of proved that to be true. So, um, I think Trey would work really well with like certain players, like maybe like a Porzingis or something like that. Like, but not a guy that he has to share like distributing boot, uh, duties with and, and things like that. Like, I think he needs to dominate the ball uh, to take them the furthest, and you can't really do that right now with the way their roster is constructed. Interesting summer coming up for these Hawks here of what they are going to be doing. Uh, John Collins didn't start the series off well, ended it okay, but you know, still expected a little bit more from him, expected a little bit more from Clint Capella as well. But very interesting series there. Ended at the end of the day 4 2. We all thought, don't, did you have this in six? We'll go, we'll, 
we'll we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it at the end. We'll uh, we're gonna we'll laugh at all of our uh, all of our predictions here shortly. But yeah. uh, at the end of the day, no harm, no foul. Uh, Boston moving on, and they are meeting the Philadelphia 76ers, who swept the shit out of the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, no surprise there, right, Dolan? Not too much. I I, I think I picked Philly in five. I I, I kind of thought Doc Rivers was a bad enough coach that. Uh, the Nets to be able to steal one that, that didn't end up being the case, which is fairly relieving. It's nice that we, you know, we went in, we we didn't play with our meat, as as Doc would say. So, um, we we went in, Speak we took care yourself. of business. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, we went in, we took care of business, and no, I feel good about that. I, I like I like that they they did what they were supposed to do there, which is it's, it's not that easy when it's a four game span. I mean, it's it's easy to slip up and, and you know and just kind of blow a game. So, uh, it, it pretty encouraging stuff. No disrespect to Brooklyn at all, but I mean it was pretty. It's no surprise here that this was a, this was a sweep. I mean Philadelphia is a better team, and when you didn't, when James Harden got booted in, was it game two? Uh, I think that was game three. 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 Okay, when 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 Harden when Harden got booted and you still couldn't manage a win there. I mean that was kind of writing on the wall of how this series was going to go. Uh, shout out Mikael Bridges. We've been saying that for a couple of weeks now on this pod, but. He is a fucking dog. I don't know if he's a one, but he's a damn good two. He's a damn good two on 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 a, on a great team. We'll find out next year. But if you're the Nets, you got you still got to be feeling good going to this offseason, especially with all the drama you had. We'll do a preview in the summertime once everything ends of every of every team. But I do think it should be said. Shout out to these Nets fans and shout out to the Nets because they started this 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 year so fucking dramatic with Kyrie and, and KD. And now you look at them and they've got a, a fairly good upside. But their season's over. Philadelphia and Boston. How are uh, you two fools feeling about that? Dylan, I'll start with you. You feeling confident going up against the uh, 76ers right now? I'd say I'm feeling, I wouldn't say confident. I feel pretty good about it. I'm trying not to get, I don't have, I'm trying not to get cocky more Talk or less. Talk shit, dude. Go on. Boston, I don't want to, I don't want to do that because I don't want to do, don't want to do that to me because we will fight. <laughs> And he doesn't want oh, to lose child, in a fight. Trust shut me. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but I think one small, very small thing that um, the Celtics did in the and actually Game Six that I think is going to be big in the Sixers series is uh, giving Grant Williams some time and actually playing because I think he's going to play well. He guards Embiid fairly well and he can hit shots. Um, he spreads the floor well. So I, th- I mean, the the Celtics are made. Like the way their team is made is to beat a dominant paint presence like Embiid. I think that the way they play five out, um, Al Horford tends to do decent against them. Embiid's going to get his. He'll probably average 30 plus if he isn't hurt. But I mean, from what I understand, his injury was a one to two week injury. So he might miss game one, but we'll see. Have you heard anything no, on that? Not really? Okay. I mean, he probably will because his vagina, but I mean, <laughs> it is what it is. Um, <laughs> uh, but I think that. I think the Celtics are going to do it. I don't think it's going to be easy by any means. I do think that his, since the way the Celtics are set up, they're going to be, they'll beat him. But I think Joe Mazzullo is going to be tested for sure. Um, his adjustments, I mean, like I said before the postseason started, like just proved in uh, the first series that his adjustments need some work. Absolutely. So we'll see. Bruins just scored. Let's Ostronach. go. Yeah, I really needed the fourth game of this season. Uh, sorry, I needed the fourth game of this season against Boston really bad for like my mental state coming into this series. Uh, it's the one where Joel dropped 50 plus just played his ass mm-hmm. off. And we finally, finally won after like the first three games. 
I'm just so used to seeing the Sixers come out and they they, they go against the Celtics and they just look so scared, man. Posternock's goal right there is so fucking so ridiculous. Oh my oh Holy shit, dude. This is an NBA show, I'm but so sorry. oh my wow. word. Oh my watching, goodness gracious. Yeah, that we're watching so game crazy. six of uh, this Boston series in, in, on the, in the NHL. And, uh, we, David Posternock just scored one of the most ridiculous goals. We all, I got to say, we are all, <laughs> we, Dolan and I are at my house. We have a three TV set up here. We are also yeah, watching right. the NFL draft and currently the SAC and uh, Golden State game on right now. But geez, what's score on that game? It's 22 23 right now. Uh, Dolan, good finish it with your top right there. Embiid drops 50 and finally gets a win over Boston. Yeah, it, it, it felt good. It made me, it makes me feel a little bit better walking into this series because just generally, like, this is this is the worst week of my year or two week period of of what seems like every year where we just go against Boston. Uh, you know, I can't sleep because this team just they just they, they I, I like Philly's heart a lot of the time. And like I like how much spirit they play with and how hard they work. And then sometimes they go up against Boston and then all that just goes out the door and they, they literally just it looks like they're just frightened to be there. Um, and maybe just maybe that game, that fourth game of the season against Boston. Uh, instills a little bit of confidence, but um, at the end of the day, I'm still nervous. Uh, my history here is not good. Uh, not not mine personally, but the Sixers' history here is is not great. And then when you add in the annual and bead playoff injury, it just makes it even scarier. So uh, I, I'm unfortunately not going to sit here and talk too much shit because uh, I don't think I have too much of a leg to stand on as of uh, you know today recording this show. But um, a little hope, I think more more confident than years prior i think pj tucker um will actually be a, a pretty big factor in this series because he can really get physical with brown and tatum and a, a lot more physical than i i feel like they they're used to and you know we'll see how that treats them uh i think they he can kind of piss them off a little bit more than than what they're used to and, and maybe even you know slow them down a little bit here and there too so uh i think he'll be an interesting addition to this uh series and i, I i'm i can't wait to see it unfold all right, let's hear it. Dylan, let your nuts hang, talk your shit. What are your predictions? So I want to say something real quick. Dylan, I, I'm not I do think that the last game of the season, I don't think I didn't don't think Joe Mazzula wanted to show the Sixers his hand. So I don't think they were I'm not saying they were trying to lose, but I don't think that they were playing to win that game, personally, because the standings are already set. You can just like watching the game he didn't make any adjustments or anything until the last like two minutes when they saw it was winnable. But again, I, I don't know that I'm not on the coaching staff though. I should be. Um, but uh, I'm going to say Celtics in six. I'm going to say Philly in seven. I I can't pick against my team uh, in this, in this series. This is, this is bitter rivals. Uh, I can't pick against. Them. I'm going to say Philly in seven. This is going to be, a big sweat for all of us. Boston just scored yet again. Not that that matters to Let's this go. podcast at all, but uh, yeah, I'm going to say Philly in seven. All right, let's move on to the final Eastern Conference. Michael, what do you got? Huh? You didn't say your. You didn't say Fuck your prediction. This series. I don't give a shit about either one of your teams. Uh, <laughs> let's uh, uh, let's uh, give me um, give me Boston in seven. I think this game. I think this series goes seven. I think. Uh, I think this would be. A, I think this will actually be a very fun series. These two teams, I don't want to say don't like each other, but there is a there is a, a recent rivalry there. They can't. They don't like. They don't dislike each other. Uh, Tatum and Embiid are best buddies. Let's move on to the uh, Knicks and Cleveland series. I, for me, this this series can only be. I watched a lot of this one. I was most excited for this one. I said that last week when we recorded. 
Cleveland laid a fucking dud. Uh, looking for more out of Mobley and looking for more out of Allen. Thought Garland played well. I thought uh, Mitchell played on this guy's. This guy's fucking good. Donovan Mitchell is so good. Next win though. Hands up. <laughs> and this is our <laughs> weekly segment where we apologize. Sorry to Jalen Brunson. Sorry this Jaylen. guy's a fucking dog. Okay. <laughs> Dolan, thoughts on this uh, Knicks-Cleveland series? And can either one of these teams beat Miami? I'm uh, sorry, Knicks is it's done. Can the Knicks beat Miami? Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think the Knicks can beat Miami. I don't think the Knicks even really scratched their potential in that series. I think the Knicks can be much, much better. There was really little to no efficiency, which the Cavs are a really tough defense. That won't really change when they get to Miami. I actually think Cavs have a little bit better of a defense, so maybe it'll open up a little bit. But I think they'll also face a tougher test um, when they're on the defensive end. But I, I do think they could beat Miami. I think that Cleveland, you know, I'm a, I'm a big believer. It's so it's so easy with, you know, social media and all this shit to kind of overreact with things. Teams got to come in uh, as a core, go into the playoffs, and you, you got to get your ass kicked a few times. I mean, I, I'm a big believer in playoff lumps. You know, we Steph and Clay did it, not you know, not even that long ago. They, they went to the postseason. They got their ass kicked a few times until they, you know, were able to reach their ultimate goal. So, I don't think Cleveland needs to blow anything up here. They have all these guys under contract for a while. I think they need to work hard to get them some depth. Uh, I, I was sitting there watching this series thinking like, hey, as the Knicks are destroying them on the offensive glass, like how nice would Kevin Love be to, to have right now down low? So uh, I don't know. They need they need their six man to not be Chetty Osman. Uh, <laughs> they need something much, much better than that. Um, so I, I hope they keep it together. Run it back. This is a solid team, man. Other uh, inexperience showed. Um, Donovan Mitchell was just uh, smothered, absolutely smothered by pretty much two people every time he touched the ball, and they didn't really have much. You know, they didn't really have anybody ready to step up. And um, I think if they, you know, I would almost say when they get back to this point next season, Garland will be much, re- uh, much more ready. Uh, I think Mobley will be, you know, a better player come that time. So. Uh, go to the playoffs, take your playoff lumps. Shit happens. It sucks, but it's really not that big of a deal. You know, nobody was really picking the Cavs to win it. So don't break this up. Stick with your core five, get them some depth and uh, shit. Go get a small forward. Isaac Okoro. Uh, ain't is, it. He sucks, man. Yeah, uh, ain't Lamar it. Stevens is not it. Chetty Osman. I'm not, I'm not a, uh, I, I like Osman. He's a pretty solid player, but he should be your bench. third guy off the bench. Yeah. Not, not your first. So especially if you want to go somewhere in the postseason. So, Biggest takes takeaways. They took the goal What's off that, the board. Dylan? They took the goal off the board oh, for man, the Bruins. They sure did. Um, biggest takeaways is New York has didn't even scratch their potential in that series and won what felt like fairly easily. Um, Randall is dealing with an ankle injury. That'll be really interesting to see uh, what happens with that. He was a limited participant in practice today, so or maybe yesterday. I'm not really sure, but um, it'll be really interesting to see how that goes with Randall's injury. Um, but I think this team has, has a, a pretty big ceiling if they can put it together and work on some efficiency. Um, and I think the Cavs just run it back and uh, see if you can pick up some some good vets or something to, to come off the bench and uh, see what you could do next year. Yeah, that was really my only takeaway from this one. My, my only addition to what Dolan said was I agree 100%. The bench was uh, a bit lacking there. Tough one for Cleveland. I think it uh, came out today or came out yesterday that Garland possibly carrying around a knock in his knee. Small, doesn't need surgery, nothing like that, but been playing with that the whole series. Shout out to R.J. Barrett. I thought R.J. Barrett grew in the series. He started off very slow, but got pretty electric there. But Dolan was spot on there at the end that this series truly was not really that close. 
there's a lot of these a lot of these games ended at like 20 points but Cleveland came back because the Knicks knew that they had fucking won but these games should have been 20 point games shout out to the Knicks they're pretty solid Dylan anything you want to add on oh yeah I mean um a couple things uh, I'll start off with this uh how do you think the Dallas Mavericks feel after Jalen Brunson dominating in the playoffs last year then he leaves and he's doing it again and they don't even make the freaking I mean, they got feel like the biggest piece like they, they got feel like the biggest Dumb asses ever. And again, I don't, I don't want to come on Dallas too hard Andrew, because because you don't want to come on Dallas. Too. That's right. That's yeah. That's right. I don't want to. I don't be coming after Dallas too hard because I think everybody was like, yeah, get rid. Don't pay Brunson that money. So I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not knocking Dallas, but they do like everybody else. Sorry, Jalen Brunson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, um, Jalen Brunson to me has the he likes like a mini Jimmy Butler. He's got that winning culture. He brings it with him. I think he proved that. Hey Dylan, what's his celebration mean? Does this mean eating ass? What's this mean? <laughs> I don't. It's, it's don't worry hit. about there it. That's what he said. It's got to be eating it. ass. That's immediately what came to my mind when I saw that, and uh, it, it it has to be. It has to be, and especially with his response. Uh, what else could it be? I uh, go ahead, Dylan. <laughs> go ahead. I, uh, I honestly, I think I was I was someone who I thought Donovan Mitchell was going to ball out, and I think he only played well game one. He he didn't hit shots when they needed him to hit shots. I know that they were smothered, but to me, Darius Garland was more impressive than in the series, and Mitchell was, especially when we're used to seeing Mitchell dominating the postseason. He's done it every year, and I think this is the most talented team he's had since like since he's been dominating the postseason. But I mean, it's a, it's a new system. I mean, they've been doing it all year, obviously, but it honestly makes me wonder, like the coaching staff. But I mean, and Mitchell's Mitchell's. Uh, defense i mean there was i can't remember what game it was it was i think it was game five and they needed to get a big win and it was when he scored like zero points in the fourth quarter something like that like shot over nine and i swear four of those shots literally rimmed out i'm just like not much you can do on that one like that's just unlucky but the knicks are good man they are deeper i mean dolan you called it they're way deeper than i thought they were going to be grimes is supposed to come back game one too which is big um josh hart what a big pickup they got! They did not see that. Did not see that happening. Chelsea um, fan, shout out. Yeah. Um, but I don't see. Uh, I I'm interested to see what Randall does. I mean, the fact that Randall is their all star had a poor series and they still won pretty handily says a lot about what that team is capable of. And I mean, it's hard to not root like not hard to rule the heat out. I think this is going to be a dogfight of a series, and I am looking forward to it. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, one more thing I wanted to add is I thought Thibodeau coached circles around Bickerstaff in that series. Uh, um, for sure, I'm Absolutely. not sure if it was quite enough to warrant moving on from Bickerstaff. You know, not not a uh, not a terrible coach, but um, I thought he got outclassed. I, I didn't really think uh, the, you know the battle of the minds on the sideline was really that close in that series. So something to something to consider for the Cavs. Thoughts on uh, predictions for the series, Dylan? What you got? Man, it's so hard to predict the series, man. You don't know what Miami Heat you're going to get. Um, I'm going to go Knicks and seven. Nice. Michael, you go ahead. I want your prediction next. I actually got Knicks and six. I think it's going to be an upset here. I like the Knicks a lot. I think quickly has a great, uh, great series. It's funny that we're, we we would refer to this as an upset, technically seating wise. Yeah, for sure. That's not an upset. Uh, I think expectation wise, after beating the Bucks, it's pretty interesting. Uh, okay, so you guys both going Knicks. Uh, I'm going to go Heat. Uh, Got to go Heat uh, in six games here. 
I'll so, say Dylan, what'd you say? Did you say you say um you said Nixon seven? Yeah. Heat in six. Heat in six for Dolan. Gonna be I'm actually extremely excited for uh for this that series coming up. Let's uh let's move on to the Western Conference. What do you think, boys? Absolutely. Uh do we want to start with the games going on tonight on this on this beautiful what's it fr- yeah, Friday? Something like that. Or you want to talk about this? No, no, no. We got to talk about it. we got to talk about something else. Let's talk about this Suns Clippers series. I don't, I don't know. How, it's unfortunate. It's been a couple of days. Uh, we usually record on Thursday. We should have recorded then, uh, but again, the NFL draft came along. This this would have been for me the number one talking point, but Miami upset the uh, the Bucks. Time to blow the Clippers up. Yes or no? It don't 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 think too long. Just yes or no, Dolan. Yes. No. Yes. Dylan says no. Dolan says yes. No, I'm on the uh, I'm on the yes train. Let me tell you why. The Clippers only have a first round pick this year. Their next first round pick is in 2027. They have absolutely nothing to build off of. Now, that will beg the next question of what in the fuck do you get for Kawhi Leonard and what do you get for Paul George and who the hell wants them? But this is an absolute travesty of what happened here. Now, the Suns are a good team. We're going to talk about the Suns in a minute, but. This is a strange – this Clippers team is – these two guys have only played uh, – This Dolan put up his hand trying to tell me something. These two guys have only played uh, 30% of their fucking games together. That is absurd for them to be together. Three years now? Man, that is that is a wild, wild stat right there. Three years they've been together? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, this is the third In, year. I mean – absolutely insane for these guys that only played that many games together because of injury. Russell Westbrook started hot, faded. I mean, it was a classic. This is this is the, this is the knock on Russ that you give him a team and he'll he'll stat pad but it doesn't equal out to wins anymore. It's kind of what we saw here when he was out there by himself for a little bit, but still shout out to Russ cuz you kind of, you know, him looking on the Lakers, he didn't really look like himself. But this Suns team, how fucking good is Devin Booker? Man, just just wonderful. Uh it's it's crazy to uh, it's it's fun to watch him with with Durant by his side and uh, Durant seems pretty content just being uh, the number two here and and yeah I guess we could even call it a one B and Booker is just thriving in this in this number one role I mean he's been getting doubled even in the gym since at and at, at the YMCA and and bitching about it. I don't know if anybody ever saw that uh, the video of him getting doubled and bitching about it over the summer but. Uh, this guy's faced some some very difficult defensive assignments his whole career. Boy, did Durant's presence open up the floor for this man, uh, and uh, he couldn't have played a better series. I mean, so efficient. I mean, he's just he's scoring forty points on like fifty eight percent shooting every week, uh, every game. It feels like so just just insane stuff. I'm gonna uh, continue on the Clippers actually. So I don't think they're I the reason why I don't think they should both team up is your upside is too high. If they get healthy, they're immediate contenders and. No one, no one's gonna want want them for their history. So I think you roll with the potential upside. And this is a very like minor minor thing I heard. They have they're opening a brand new arena, not next season, but the season after. And you can't do that with no stars on your team. They need somebody. To, you need someone to fill those posters and stuff with in there. And you just you got to do that. And I just like they're in a better place now. I would just wait until they're because their contracts are up. You're not gonna get anything for them. Nothing where that's going to put you in a better situation than you are now. Absolutely not. I disagree. I, I disagree a little bit there. I, I don't. I don't think it's. I don't think it's completely like inva- just a matter of opinion. Really, I don't think I, what Dylan said is not not invalid at all. It's completely valid to think that. I disagree. That I think you, you can go into a uh, new stadium with 
not Kawhi Leonard and Paul George because right now when you have them on your books, they're not playing. So it doesn't really matter if you're paying, you're paying them. You're paying both these guys half a million dollars and they only play 31%. That's a fact. You can look that up. 31% of the games total that they could have played together. That's all they played. So you're not playing with either one of these guys often. I do think they should blow it up because, again, you don't have anything. If this doesn't work out in the way it hasn't worked out and these guys keep staying injured, and you got to you gotta feel bad. You, at some point, you do have to feel bad for him. I know it's fan culture to get mad at Kawhi Leonard, but at the end of the day, he has been injured through this whole thing. So I, I feel like you can definitely get something for Paul George. I don't know what you're going to get for Russell Westbrook, but I, I think you you got pieces there. He's a free yeah, agent. Yeah, no. I I'm just saying, like, I don't, if you if you resign the guy, like, I don't think you can get much for this guy. I, I don't know what you're going to get for Kawhi. I mean, like I said, Dylan's, Dylan's argument there is valid because what who wants him and what are you getting for him but it's 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 better than having absolutely nothing right now we'll see if this team doesn't stay healthy though the way that it's been going for the past three seasons or whatever long it's been i mean this is uh one of the worst best teams we've possibly ever seen you got something to add on Dolan? yeah i wanted to add on um as far as my my opinion of of blow it up now um you know we got to see Kawhi. we got to see 38 minute uh, Kawhi and how good he still was and what a travesty it would be to wait like another year and say Kawhi not only do you have to start to deal with like the injury concerns but you start to see his game kind of fall off I mean that's that would be an absolute disaster for the Clippers I think with his injury history we need to start kind of thinking of when his uh, you know when he's going to kind of go, go over that hump I'm not sure he's quite there yet, but I think you need to get something for him before he does. Because if you have to deal with that injury concern, plus we start to see him, his game fade a little bit, um, you know, you're, you're just really not going to get much. So I think now's the time. Uh, yeah, go go ahead and blow this bad boy up. Get Ty Lue. I don't even know what to do with Ty Lue. I, I, I'm, I'm, love I hate Ty Lue. Lue love Ty Lue. I, I like yeah, I'm just kidding. I do not he's like. He's probably a better side. coach than I'll give him credit for. He just he fucks over people that like to bet on sports, and I love to bet on sports. So he's my nemesis uh, for that for that reason. So I, I guess in in a sense I cheer against him because of his fuckery. But uh, yeah, I think it's time to, to to blow it up. I think you can get a nice package for Paul George. I, I'm sure you could still get a really nice package for Kawhi. I, I'd I'd struggle to predict what you could pull off for him, but. Um, I, I mean, I still think you'd get a, a nice package for him. So uh, do it do it now before it's too late. Did you guys see that Jalen Green is potentially on the I trade? I don't know. Rockets, I don't know if you? I believe that yet. The guy who broke that's not – I don't know how credible that guy is. I don't know if I believe that one. Dylan, thoughts on the Suns? What are you thinking about that one? I mean, I don't think there's much to say about it. I mean, they beat a broken Clippers team. They're a great team. I mean, they're awesome. I mean, Dolan pretty much hit the nail on the head. Like, Booker was phenomenal. Kevin Durant's the most efficient elite scorer I've ever seen. And, I mean, Chris Paul and Aiden both played well, too. I mean, Chris Paul was hitting some big shots when they needed shots in close games. It was against a broken Clippers team, but they still look phenomenal. So. Sun's moving on, playing the the winner of the Nuggets-Timberwolves series that became the Nuggets. Nuggets win 4-1. We'll talk about that series coming up, uh, the, the Suns-Nuggets series coming up in a minute. Let's talk about this Nuggets-Timberwolves series first, though. Uh, Jamal Murray. Bubble Murray. Bubble Murray. Bubble Murray Possibly back without the bubble. Yeah. I, and I love to see it. I, uh, I, I, I've always been a, a Murray fan. I, I watched him in uh, at Kentucky, and that was back in the, in the Sixers tanking days. So it, it seemed like you know, I watched him 25 times with the hopes of like, hey, maybe this guy puts on a Sixers jersey next year. Obviously, that didn't come to fruition. But um, I just fell in love with his game. He had a really advanced 
Uh, you know, here's a who'd you get instead, uh, Dolan? Who'd you get instead? Who'd I you get instead? Tell you off the top of my head, I, I don't, I don't remember. Oh yeah, nice. You're welcome. That's right. I think Murray went <laughs> six or seven that year. We had number one. We took Ben. Good lord. Then shout out, Michael. I was sitting with Michael. Yeah, I was sitting with Michael at this draft, and the Celtics went Jalen Brown, and I wanted Murray. Oh, nice. So. I was upset at the Jalen Brown pick, and now I yeah, am wrong. That. Um, but yeah, I, he was a three-level scorer even when he was an 18-year-old. So uh, I don't know. I was always impressed with his game. I, I, I became a, a fan of his game, you know, before they even started with the SEC schedule that year. Uh, I was I was a big fan. So um, to see him in the bubble was incredible. To see him get hurt was a shame. To now see him what feels like 100% back is it's fun, man. It, I I would say that for pretty much any player that returns from a from a bad injury clay is a, is a good example i mean clay even dealt with even more he had the achilles and the acl i believe it, it's always nice to see guys come back like a hundred percent you know when when they finally get to that hundred percent mark it's it's fun it's fun to watch and uh he was he was really good that series i'm excited to see what he can do against the suns go ahead dylan what do you think i mean uh i mean murray was great i don't think the nuggets were giving a hundred percent effort Personally, I think the postseason starts for them tomorrow in their minds. Um, I did see a lot. Um, I mean, we finally saw some good games from Anthony Edwards. I think he's a very good basketball player. Carlin Towns had one good game, one. I guess. That guy is soft. That's it. That guy's soft. Yeah, he's soft, dude. Uh, and he has got so much potential, too. I get why Jimmy freaking left. Um, but I do uh I didn't I didn't hate what I saw from the Timberwolves overall. Like I said, there was some uh, Conley was a g- good pickup for them. I agree. Um, but uh, like I said, uh, the um, Nuggets are good, man. Uh, I think that Murray is going to be big in this series because Jokic is going to need some help. But uh, I think Michael Porter Jr. is going to be really big in the next series coming up too. But I like the Nuggets, man. Like I said, I'm going to get my steak dinner after this series. <laughs> we'll talk about like that uh, shortly here. I'll touch around the Timberwolves real quick. Went into the playoffs in shambles. Uh, left it the exact same way. Yeah. Strange. Uh, another one of these teams I would not want to be running a too big setup there. Cat Dylan said it. Uh, got so much potential, but holy shit, is this guy soft? Stoked to see Timberwolves out of the playoffs because I I do not like watching this Timberwolves team play. Ant is a legit stud, yep. though. Uh, Nuggets Sun series. I'll give you my take real quick. I think the Suns are going to absolutely dog walk the fuck out of the Nuggets. I'm, I'm doing. <laughs> I was doing research for this game. Uh, for my bets for tomorrow, and every every single everything that I've read has pointed to the Suns beating the absolute shit out of the Nuggets. Dolan, thoughts? Yeah, I'm I'm not gonna go as radical, um, but I I do kind of share the same sentiment. I think that the Suns take this one, and I don't think it's uh, I don't think they'll have to sweat that much. Like you know, I I would I'll I'll go ahead and kind of prematurely throw out my prediction i think suns and six you know so i think the nuggets are good enough they they can pull off uh a game or two at least but i really do think phoenix takes it and by the time we're like looking back on the series i don't think it, it will look like it was that ever that much of a sweat i also have uh suns in six and i thought the exact same thing that i do think the nuggets are a good team but i do think phoenix is going to we're, just like Dolan just said, when we look back on this, the same way we're looking at this, in a way, this Boston-Atlanta series, that Atlanta made it sweaty there for a minute, but no harm, no foul, 4-2. Let's move on. Dylan, what do you think? I have a different take. So I think that's the uh, – I think the Nuggets win it. I'll, I'll say in seven. I, I don't, I'm telling you, dude, I don't think – like 
the Nuggets team we saw the first half of the season and then from March on, I think they clinched that one seed and they have they won a championship. They've been upset before. And it reminds me a lot of what the Bucks did in 2021 because they were a second seed that year, I'm pretty sure. And they were just waiting for the playoffs. And I think I think the freaking Nuggets are going to turn it on. And I think we're going to see jo- uh, Joker play defense in the end oh, of the games. Yeah. I think well, we he's going to wheel his team. I, we, it's just, just we've got it. The, 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 if the Suns are going to do what I think they're going to do, need a lot of these guys. Not, need, need the guys outside of Devin Booker and Kevin Durant to really step up here. This will be about, if the Nuggets win, I think it'll be all about their depth. I, it'd be interesting series where my uh, KCP is going to have a job going up against uh, Devin Booker there, and he's he's a solid, solid, defender. solid I, piston I, legend. Yeah, there you go. I do. I love this coaching matchup. I, I think the world of Monty Williams. Um, I, a little bit less of Malone, but still, uh, really, really like Malone. Uh, I think this will be a, a coaching. I, I think this will be a really exciting sideline matchup. Uh, in addition to what we see on the floor as well. Let's move on, boys. The final two games of uh of this Western Conference we've got tonight on this uh gorgeous Friday. Kings and Warriors are playing right now. They just took the fucking score away. Do you know what the score is, Dolan? It is right now 46 to 38 in favor of the Kings as we are speaking. Series is 3 2 to Golden State. Golden State are at home right now. Gotta get this one, right? Cannot go back to Sacramento with that fucking rabid fan base at 3-3 when the Warriors have been fucking dog shit on the road for the majority of the season. How are you feeling about this one, Dolan? Are you feeling good about lighting the beam? Are you feeling good about Sabonis? A lot of drama in this one. Why is everyone talking about Sabonis being a dirty player? I don't I don't really know. He's using the ball as a weapon. Who the fuck knows what that means? <laughs> I, um, I do not. I, I don't I don't really buy into that too much. I, I think that the, that talk's kind of died down, which is nice. We kind of can just get back to the, 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 the series itself, which is has been a really fun one. I'm uh, I'm having a blast watching this in the background of while we're recording this. Um, I kind of want it to go seven. I honestly think if it does, that Sacramento pulls this off. This this take could go real sour real quick. Um, I think they're down. What was it? Eight right now. Uh, Golden State's down eight. I think they win this game anyway. This ends right here right now tonight. Uh, I could look like a complete asshole in an hour and a half, but we'll see. I think Go- Golden State figures it out. Pulls this one off here uh, in the next couple hours. Stay tuned for our rundown of our predictions. I had the most hilarious prediction for this series. Dylan, what are your thoughts on this Golden State-Sacramento series? How are you feeling about our boy Saboner getting picked on by the media? And did you think, did you agree with J.J. Redick that the um, refs were given the first two games to uh, this Sacramento team? I did not. I thought this was, a, I thought the Draymond thing, we talked about it last week, the Draymond thing was weird, but I think this has been a good series. What do you think, Dylan? I mean, it's been a phenomenal series. I, I'm sick. I mean, it's. I don't think it's fair to. I can say it's okay to blame referees for bad calls. I don't think it's fair to say that they are uh, sabotaging a team. Like I think, I think that just would literally ruin sports if, if that's the case. And if you think that, you shouldn't be watching sports because it makes it pointless to watch. I think that uh, it's really, really. I say I want the Sacramento to win more than anything, um, but it's really hard to. <laughs> bet against the Warriors that's for certain I hope the Kings can win it uh I think that the series has been phenomenal the energy at each home game by the home crowd is electric unmatched oh fucking uh, every listener that we had just fell asleep hearing the word unmatched <laughs> but electric would have sent them out of their seat that's you right. blew it that's right yeah <laughs> um it's been 
unmatched by any other series I could think of. Um, it's been awesome, like just seeing both these home crowds. And I mentioned it, I can't remember if it was last episode or the episode before last, but just like if you would have told me a few years ago that the Kings have a really good home crowd, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, the who? That's right. <laughs> so just, but uh, I mean, it's been awesome. Stephen Curry has been, he's the most entertaining basketball player to watch play. How he just dominates the game without the ball in his hand. It's so impressive. And he's been doing it for eight what, years now. 40 years yeah, old. It's, get, it's, crazy. it's crazy. I mean, dude, those Davidson games do not feel like that long ago. And um, I know. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, he's getting up there, man. He's he's getting old these days. What a shot by Fox. I hope this uh I hope the um Warriors pull this one off. I love I don't know. I just want to see it. I want to see this Warriors team get another one. Uh we'll, you know, you know. Still to be seen here, still to be seen, but it'd be an interesting series. I can't believe you do that to Judy. My that God, is really messed up. up. Friend of the show, Judy. Shout out to shout out to you. Been a fan <laughs> of this team, this Sacramento team for 17 years. They've been absolute dog shit for 16 of them. Let's move on. Grizzlies, Lakers. I this is another one. If the Warriors don't get it, I want to see LeBron get one so bad. Interesting. That's it. No that's, way, that's, dude. Screw that's the not Lakers. a comment. I, I what are you? Yeah, yeah. Saying? I didn't anticipate that what comment at all. I mean, what the heck? Need it. I want to see LeBron get one so bad. Yeah, so bad. L.A. doesn't deserve nice they things. We they all don't. You really don't. L.A. fans, you do not deserve nice things. <laughs> you had six people at the freaking uh, L.A. Rams parade. There was six people there. Like, come on. <laughs> you need better fans in L.A. Lakers and Grizzlies. What are your thoughts on this? What are your thoughts of this series, Dolan? <laughs> Good question. I'm glad it. I'm glad it went at least another game. I thought. I thought Job was was pretty damn good last game. LeBron kind of shit the bed. Uh, AD is. I mean, good lord! I mean, it it feels like two, three minutes into the game, you know what AD you're getting, and oh man, it's it it's pretty much never the same guy in back to back games. He's just such an interesting. Uh, I, I kind of hesitate to call him a superstar. I don't what know. happened? He was this guy was a legit yeah, star, yeah. And, and he still he, you, he is. You can make yes. the case he still is, but man, he just he just vanishes, absolutely vanishes. Some games then. And then, you know, the next one, as you'd expect, he, he comes back and, uh, you know, he has his way with it. But, man, is there any is there any player of his uh, talent level that is that inconsistent like that? You know, dramatically hit or miss. I, I'm, I'm not sure there is. So um, Lakers are just a hard team to put your finger on. I think their deadline was probably the best of any team that we're talking about tonight. I think they made massive moves at the deadline. I'm such a fan of what they did. And I, I think they, I mean, they they put themselves to a, uh, from a playoff contender to potentially a team that really could pull this off considering, you know, they have LeBron and AD, but it's, it's hard to, it's hard to project their future because what the fuck are we going to get from AD on any given day? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. But what I will say is if you're planning on betting Anthony Davis points, just watch his like body language the first two minutes of the game. He'll tell you whether he's going over or under. That might be the easiest thing in sports as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. So I don't know, man. Lakers, they they need AD. Uh, they need like five good games a series out of AD instead of every other one to if they really want to go far. And I think he's he's the key to the team. Obviously, they have LeBron, you know, borderline goat, but I don't think he's their most important player. I think AD is, and uh, they need a lot from him. And he he delivered last if, game. If your most important player is 38 years old and his name's not Tom Brady, <laughs> then you well, have a problem. I mean, LeBron's a. I guess LeBron would be the only other acceptable 38 year old answer. 
I think he showed some age last game he, for he sure. Does look a little bit like he lost a step, but he's just still so smart. You know, he's still obviously so so good and impacts the game so significantly. Um, and I still think he has that championship level play. But you know, he needs his his secondary star to to be that every night, and we're just not getting it right now. So it'll be really interesting to see what we get tonight because we got a good. We- when you say a secondary star, you mean Austin. That's Reed, true. Right? That's true. Honestly, that, I'll, we credit them at the deadline. Um, or I'm sorry, I credited them at the deadline and all the moves they made. Honestly, bigger than the deadline was probably inserting Reeves into the, the starting lineup and kind of giving him the keys to just play free for 34 minutes. I mean, you'll see in big situations, LeBron will be playing off ball while Austin Reeves makes the decisions you know what the fuck like that's that's so insane to consider but he's you know he's that good he's worth that he's he's that caliber of player uh so it what a what an addition not necessarily addition because he's been there but i guess uh when when they placed the trust in him in him to to play the role they've given him now is is probably even bigger than what they pulled off at the deadline he's just been so terrific so um yeah I, lakers are probably the hardest team to predict from this point out because uh, we just don't know what we'll get out of AD, but uh, we got a good game last time, so let's see if we got another good one tonight. Sitting at 3-2 right now for the Lakers. We got a game tonight. Um, Dolan, you've been telling me for weeks now that this Dylan Brooks kid is good. What's going on with him this series, man? Why has he been... Uh... So this man creates this whole villain uh, this... and then. Oh, man. I def- I defended this guy so hard last podcast, and he made me feel like a freaking idiot saying that. He's yeah. soft. Get him off my freaking team. He might not be in the yeah, NBA next year. Blamed Scrubs. the media so uh, for creating or calling him this villain instead of, you know, acknowledging him, embracing the way it. He acted. You got to embrace yeah, yeah, it. Exactly. That him saying that made me respect Draymond Green so much more. I one hundred percent agree. At least Draymond's a dick, and he'll get up into a press conference he, he and say, "I'm hey, a fucking dickhead." Uh, he said, he said didn't show up." He, they asked him. He said, "How did you feel about getting suspended?" Uh, coming back for one minute into your uh, rotation after getting suspended and getting a tech, he said, I'm me. I've been me for 30-something years. I'm not going to change. I'm like, yeah, freaking you, do you, yeah, Draymond. I love I'm that guy a, now. I have so much respect for him, and I hated him. Yeah, for so I'm, not, I'm not a huge fan, but I I, I got to respect that. Yeah, yeah. At least he he owns who he is. Uh, when when Brooks didn't, he, was, he no-showed to these press conferences after they got their asses kicked. Uh, that's just pathetic, man. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. He re- he truly might. I I don't I don't think he won't be in the league, but uh, you can make a case that he won't be. But he he. I mean, this series he's brung brung nothing. He's brung nothing to the series. Um, I want to talk about Memphis for a second because Dolan did a lot of talking about the Lakers. I think something really big that happened last game was they f- f- freaking Taylor Jenkins finally made some lineup adjustments. And I mean, putting Luke because Luke Kennard needs to be in the stretch four because Dylan Brooks cannot hit any freaking shots. So they put in Luke Kennard at power forward and Jaron Jackson at the five and play five out. And that just seemed to work. And I also think Desmond Bain is finally getting hot. Like John Moran's been playing well. Jaron Jackson been putting up some numbers, um, but they need Desmond Bain. I think he's the X factor for that team. Desmond Bain. He he is. I think he's a very underrated basketball player. Devin Bain. Huge fan. Of Love me. that guy. Can't see me in the he's weight room. Good, I'll tell you he that. is good. That's right. He's frail. Let's go <laughs> hit the weight room. Yeah, just absurd. Yeah, I'm a big fan, and and they. It's been interesting to see they let him kind of dictate the offense a lot more these past couple games, and he's done it with great success instead of Jaw just kind of 
full time running the show. They've let Bain almost play, uh, you know, pseudo point guard a, a couple times, and it's it's worked wonders. I mean, he's dropping thirty, and you know, he's he's he really upgraded his passing this off season. He's been a really good passer this year, and yeah, I'm I'm a big I'm yeah, no one cares. fuck you. I'm a big Desmond Bain fan. Uh, really, the only guy on that Memphis team I would say that about. Gonna be uh gonna be interesting to see which one of these of those four teams move on to play each other. Uh, we will put out our predictions because it'll probably happen before when we record next week. We will put our predictions out on our Twitter. Go follow us at the Post Up Boy so you guys get uh, official. So you don't think they were lying here. And with that, let's move on to what those predictions were. Dolan, pull up our round one predictions here. Let's have a good laugh. Let's start in the Eastern Conference and let's walk through and tell us who. Uh, who each one of us picked to uh, win these games? Where you want to start? Okay, I don't think there's a better place to start than the Miami-Milwaukee uh, series. Uh, we'll start off with Dylan. I will little preface very quickly. I don't have our picks for LA and Phoenix. I don't know what happened that with that series. I don't have those, but we predicted the other seven. We so will be better. Yeah, we're going to rattle off seven series instead of eight. If you're wondering why, that's why. We didn't just never took those predictions early. I said Clippers in seven. All right, well, Dylan was wrong. I said uh, Phoenix in exactly how many games it was, however many it was. So, No, I didn't say that. Never mind. I, I, take I doubled down and went with the well, Clippers. Yeah, but anyway, there's no better place to start than the Milwaukee-Miami series where Dylan had the Bucks in four. Michael had the Bucks in Stand five. And Stand I had the Bucks in five. So we all got that one Dip dead wrong. Shit. Yeah, dead wrong. Uh, the next one, I think uh, we'll, we'll stay in the East. We'll go Cavs and Knicks. Ugh. Dylan had Cavs and six. So uh, he takes another X mark. Uh, Michael had Cavs in seven. Rough. Another X mark. I actually had the Knicks in six. So I actually hit on that one. Following one uh, was Dylan had the Celtics in five. It ended up being six game series. Uh, Michael had Celtics in five. I had Celtics in six. Final series is the Sixers series where we all had the Sixers in five games. Yes, we all had them in, in five. So um, Dylan got two of the four right. I guess as far as the winners are concerned, he got yeah, tally them up. none of the series games correct. So Dylan was two for four on winners and 0 for four on the amount of games. Michael was two and two, and he did not get any of the amount of games correct. I was three and one. The Knicks were in six or five? Six. Okay. So I got, I was three. No, five, was five, 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 five. Uh, I got, I got, I was three and one, and I got the Celtics in six correct. So. That Celtics in six is the only one in the East that was predicted correctly by any of us, uh, down to the games, that is. Um, when we move over to the West, uh, we'll start with, uh, well, let's start with the, the series that are over, I suppose. Although, we, like I said, we didn't take the Phoenix series. Uh, Dylan had the Nuggets in five. Michael had the Nuggets in seven. I had the Nuggets in six. How many games is that? I kind of gotten lost a little bit. It went five. It went five. So Dylan actually nailed that one. Nuggets in five. Looking at this game that we're watching right now, which is Warriors and um, Kings, Dylan had the Warriors in six, which is very possible tonight. Um, Michael had the Warriors in four. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That that didn't quite work out. I had the Warriors in seven, which is also still alive. So we'll we'll get back to you on that one. We'll we'll see. 
And then the final one, uh, of course, is the L.A. and Memphis series where Dylan had uh, has Memphis in six. Michael has the Lakers in six, and I have Memphis in six. So we'll we'll see on these last two series, but not terrible, not great. Yeah, Mid- middle of the pack. If you're uh, if you're listening and get involved with us on Twitter, let us know what you've got for the next series is coming up at the Post Up Boys. Come give us a follow. Come hang out. Tell us what you think the next series are going to be. Like I said, get involved in all this. Dylan, what do you think about our predictions right there? I, I think you might have tallied some of mine wrong because I definitely feel like I got more of those right. But no, I, whatever. I, I got I'll it. Say, no, I don't think you did. Uh, anyway, I mean, some of them are absurd. Like no one, no one would have picked the Heat to win unless you're. A, I don't even think Heat fans would have picked the Heat to win that series. So I mean, you know, you win some, you lose some, and we lost some. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, we move on uh playoffs right now are absolutely electric hopefully it stays that way that was only round one electric coming up to round two here uh gonna be a whole lot of fun let's move on to a quick uh we don't we want to do post up parlay or we want to do this or that uh yeah. i do this or that i, I got i one. got one i remember what mine was uh if uh for the two of you guys would you rather be which team if the clippers were completely healthy or the Oklahoma City Thunder right now. Hmm. Which one would you rather be? Don't I'll let you go. I think the 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 thought process here is you can pick you could pick Clippers if they're fully healthy, but you have absolutely no idea what that means because we've only seen it for thirty one percent of their games. So which one do you want? Do you want Clippers fully healthy or OKC right now? I'm gonna go Clippers fully healthy, and I think that. And I probably wouldn't have said that if it wasn't for seeing the two games Kawhi Leonard just played. I think that seeing those, I mean, you could argue in those two games he was the best player on the court uh, against Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. Having a healthy Paul George and a healthy Kawhi Leonard, I think they're uh, automatically in the discussions for a championship, going to be right there in the mix. Um, Obviously, the Thunder could are still steps away from a championship, and it could be awesome, but... I just I don't see their ceiling being as high as a healthy Clippers team. Yeah, uh, I sat that whole time you're talking, trying to build a case to the Thunder, so we can have varying points. I I can't I can't disagree. I got to go with the Clippers as well. Um, you have to think if that team can stay healthy, uh, they would contend. I don't know if they'd win, but they would contend. Um, and while the OKC series was, I'm sorry, while the OKC season was really really encouraging just great stuff by them yeah i i mean they're obviously not really anywhere close to contending just yet and yeah i i gotta go i gotta go clippers you know they they have what feels like a legitimate shot to win if you know by chance they were to ever stay healthy and i gotta go with the team that could win right now All right, i'm gonna throw a bit of a curveball clippers now or okc now which one are you picking OKC now. OKC now. Without a doubt. Without, I, I agree on both. Give me Josh Giddy. Dylan Love. That's a, if, keep tuning into this show. Keep hanging out. Yeah, I agree on both of those. Uh, it, it's hilarious the way it is right now. If, if, if the Clippers could put it together and stay healthy, you're 100% taking the Clippers. That was my team at the beginning of the season to win it all. I doubled down on them against the Suns. They've let me down. But if you're taking this Clippers team now against the OKC team, and I picked those two teams because – Legit, real fans will know. Shipped a lot of these motherfuckers from LA over to OKC. Shea is a dog. Let's yep. move on, Dylan. What do you got? 
All right, so this one, I'm actually really, really glad you guys are in a room together because I want you guys to duke this out hard because I already know what your answers are going to be, but I want to know why, and I want you guys to freaking fight about it. Who is a better basketball player? These are two all-time greats, both undersized point guards, both great for each other's organization. Isaiah Thomas, Allen Iverson. Who's better? Go. Who's better? Who's better? I Isaiah Thomas is better because he 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 won two chips and he did it against Jordan, he did it against Larry, and he did it against Magic. But and I and I think we should. I don't. I I I struggle on these kind of things. I love this this or that series. We're gonna find a new name for it. I love the this or that series, but I don't. I think it's almost. And I and I mean this genuinely. I'm gonna. I'm taking the floor for a minute. I mean this with every fiber in my being here. I fucking love Allen Iverson. That guy was fucking awesome. Detroit Pistons legend. Yeah, exactly. A Detroit Piston fucking legend. When I, <laughs> th- this, I think that. I mean, Isaiah Thomas is 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 gonna go. I, I think Isaiah Thomas is the, is the better player. He won more and he did more. But the the impact both of these guys had on the game, the Bad Boys era, and then you look at what AI did in Philly was fucking unreal this guy was supposed to be the next 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 big thing and he still was but it's been he took i'll let dolan talk about who he took to the fucking finals that's his fucking team but i for me it's isaiah thomas and i'm gonna that's a homer pick i do want everybody to get involved in this though because i do think this is a good question the the impact both of these guys made on the sport and the culture of basketball is it's up there. I mean, it is up there with many greats that have played in the game because of what these guys represented. Isaiah Thomas was so much of that that bad boy era was the was the Detroit bad boys. And obviously, Dylan Dolan and I didn't grow up in that time. We're not idiots. We're big basketball fans here. I'm a massive Detroit fan. We're on the speak for yourself. The fucking way up. That's right. Dylan's old enough to watch black and white TVs. The this <laughs> this is a. Uh, these, this is a very good question, and I, I, I believe Dolan's going to go AI here because that's his fucking team. That's his boy. We're going to go. We're going to be picking our teams. I want you to get involved in the comments. But the impact both of these guys had on the game is fucking. It's it's damn near. It's very close. It's not unmatched because Jordan and all that. But like the, these two had a profound impact on the game. I do want to say before uh, Dolan takes over, Allen Allen Iverson and Isaiah Thomas both undersized guys. Very underrated, should be talked about more. And Isaiah Thomas might actually fuck around and be the greatest player of all time. Go ahead, Dolan. Oh my gosh. You, you know what's crazy about Isaiah Thomas is he's the second best Isaiah Thomas to play in the <laughs> NBA. So that's pretty there crazy. You go. His, by the way, uh, this is random, but the second Isaiah Thomas, the 5'9 Boston Celtic Isaiah Thomas, is not Isaiah Thomas' son. I, I don't know. I just needed to get that out there. Um, I unfortunately, well, yeah. I'm not going to yeah. throw fist over this argument uh, or this, I guess, debate. Um, I do think this is super close. I will go AI, but I, I think you can make a terrific case just because AI wasn't able to win. I mean, his biggest, you know, career accomplishment as far as winning is concerned was taking the Lakers to five in 2001, which that Lakers team was just so damn good. It was, it's a shame, and it's kind of insane that they even managed to win one. I think the Lakers went 16 and one that postseason. They swept everything except for the the game one. I believe it was the step over with AI over Ty Lue. So shout out Ty Lue, you fucking asshole. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, I, it, it's a shame. AI's career was obviously it was terrific. Michael spoke to the impact on the game, the impact on just the NBA culture and, and just 
uh, just almost like American culture. It felt like to a, you know to an extent, AI was just so massive with it, and he did so much with so little. And I actually pulled up the the 2001 roster, and I we had to pause the show so I could run to the bathroom and and throw up. Uh, this, this roster's so bad, man. I mean, good lord. Uh, Raja Bell, uh, Phoenix Suns legend, Raja Bell. Go, do love that guy. Love, uh, love Raja honestly, Bell. He's the reason why I watch the NBA. This one's funny. Uh, Tony Kuko was on that team. Uh, Aaron McKee was all right. Miller was all right. Naz- Nazir Muhammad was okay. Dikembe Mutombo was pretty decent at the time. Theo Ratliff, honestly, that's two of the best shot blockers ever. But, you know, age had kind of caught up to him at that point. Um, Eric Snow was was halfway decent. But uh, this this team stinks man so uh to even get to the finals that year is is incredible and kind of speaks to the level that ai played at and just what he was able to to do but uh philly management just did him so wrong and he just never had any help to to be able to pull things off so i'm gonna say kind of homerishly i'm gonna go ai here i think you uh i'm I'm not mad at michael or, or anybody that would take Isaiah Thomas, because you know, end of the day, you, you, you want to win, and unfortunately, Iverson was not never able to pull that off. So that fucking blows. That's one of my bigger sports regrets is that he never was able to win a, a ring. But yeah, uh, that's that's a terrific question. I really like that because I, I was born in '93. Um, I I did not get into basketball until late, but when I when I didn't watch basketball, when I didn't know anything about basketball, g- genuinely, I knew of three guys. Kobe, Jordan, and Allen Iverson. Yeah. I was, I was, we all, all three of us grew up in the late 90s, early 2000s is when, you know, those were fucking solid years, by the way. And AI yeah. was fucking dominant in those years. And shout out Backstreet Boys. Shout out Aaron <laughs> Carter and the Backstreet Boys and everybody else balling in the fucking 90s. <laughs> right. Um, but again, AI was the early 2000s with Kobe as well, but AI was just that fucking guy back then. And again, Dolan and I have talked about it. The culture that both of these guys had on the sport and how they impacted it. It's it's I mean, like I said, it's fucking damn near unmatched. AI was a fucking dog. Uh Isaiah Thomas, though, best player possibly of all time. Played with Giants, was six one. I we'll have a we'll have a don't worry, everybody. We'll have a a, a podcast fully dedicated to the Detroit Pistons we coming won't. up here soon. We won't. There's no there's nothing to talk about. We actually want yeah, we want to have listeners, so we'll probably what's uh what's uh I mean I know this was this one kind of stoned around this one's off the cuff. What's a bigger travesty? Uh, Charles Barkley not winning one or AI not winning one? Good one. Steve Nash not winning one. I'm gonna go AI. Yeah, I uh, although Barkley, so so Barkley, I go Barkley played his entire career pretty much before I had even could say the word basketball. So um I, I you know I, there is a little bit more ignorance involved, but. I you know I've I've looked at his stats a million times. I've I've watched highlights a million times. I mean, this guy was so unbelievably good. He was absolutely yeah, phenomenal. Um, maybe my my answer is a little like time based bias because I know so much more about AI's career because I at least lived through some of it. I actually wasn't that big into basketball uh, during AI's prime. It came closer to like 2007 where I really really became obsessed, and at that time. He was his his time in Philly was starting to fade. So so I, I am going to go AI, maybe a little time bias with with this one, because I know a little bit more about his career personally. But yeah, it's a damn shame. AI, I would have loved for him to have 
one and, and brought one to Philly. Old heads, jump into uh, the uh, the Twitter sphere. Join us at the Post Up Boys. Let us know what you think uh, about some of these questions here because I think they're both. I think they're all valid questions. They're awesome debates. Yeah, come join us at the Post Up Boys. I got I got a quick Gone. one. And this one I always get hesitant to ask because I'm not going to like the answer sometimes. But who had a better career, Jason Kidd or Steve Nash? I'll g- mm. give me. Uh, I mean, Kidd Kidd got the ring at the end, but uh, give me the white man with the locks. Give me Steve Nash. Give me Jason Kidd because when he was a coach, he had a player bump into him and spill <laughs> spill liquid on the floor to get a timeout. <laughs> Oh, that's my answer. I'm going to stick with that. Let's move on to the <laughs> Steve Nash is one of my all time favorite I should players. Let Dylan say that. Steve Nash, uh, when when Dylan and I were growing up, Dylan wanted to make a uh, Phoenix Suns room in his house because he loved Rajah Bell and Steve Nash. Let's uh, purple and let's, orange, baby, purple and orange until you die. Let's move on to the sixth annual, fifth, sixth, one of those. I don't know. I the count. post up parlay. We're going to start with me. Uh, the only game tomorrow on Saturday. You guys will be listening to this on Saturday, uh, April 29th. The only game going on is the Suns and the Nuggets series opening up. Uh, my play is Michael Porter Jr. Dylan probably disagrees with it because he thinks MPJ is going to have a, a good series here. I've got MPJ unders 16 and a half. The reason I'm going with this, he has absolutely never hit that against uh, against um, the Suns. The Suns have the best Defense going up against small forwards. You got to keep in mind, though, they don't have bridges anymore. So I feel like that's pretty big. Yeah, they, they don't have they definitely do not have bridges, but they haven't had bridges for a long while now. And they're still they, they're still beating the shit out of these small forwards. I've got Michael Porter Jr. going under 16 and a half. He's never hit that against the Suns. Uh, give me that. Dolan, what do you got? Uh, I'm going to go with a pretty chalky pick here. I'm going to go Duran over 27 and a half. Uh, that's a number I, I in most in almost every game, especially postseason when he's playing 40-plus minutes, it's just a number I'm super comfortable with taking him out of. Uh, I think he matches up pretty well. I think, I guess he draws Michael Porter Jr., um, who I think he can take advantage of. Uh, I think I think he has a little bit better of a matchup than Devin Booker does, although Booker uh, will, will likely be a little bit more heavy volume shooter but yeah i think kd can average 30 this series i think he gets off to a good start and hits this over 27 and a half for us what dolan just said i want to piggyback off of that was another reason why i like mpj's unders i do think he will be taking on the kevin durant stuff i think kevin durant's going to tire this poor guy out and that's why 16 and a half is far too much for me it is my favorite play tomorrow out of all my bets which is why if you know how betting goes you know how betting goes dylan what do you got i'm gonna go i'm gonna go uh Joker over with the 25 and a half, I think. Yeah, I think I got Joker over 25 and a half. I think uh, I said I think he's been on cruise control, and I think this is when the postseason really starts for him. I think he's going to um, at least try to pull a Jimmy Butler and uh, will his team. So what we got, Dolan, if we put all that together? So uh, I, I put this together on FanDuel. This will end up obviously being a same-game parlay. Um, if you wanted to wait, you might even – I would imagine they'll give us a risk-free tomorrow. I can't guarantee it. Oh, yeah, risk-free. Uh, yeah, it's probably. very possible. Um, and this would likely qualify you. It might need four legs. It might need three. But if it needs three, we have you covered here. Um, either way, this is plus 537. At the time of recording, we have Michael Porter Jr. under 16.5 points. We have Kevin Durant over 27.5 points. We have Nikola Jokic over 25.5 points. Uh, and like I said, that's plus 537 on FanDuel Sports. Follow along with us. 
at the post up boys. Send us your tickets if they hit. Let's win some money together. And that is a solid fucking show that I believe we have kept in around an hour and 10 minutes. Not bad, boys. Let's fucking go. We've been trying to do this. Apologies for the past episodes. A little bit too long for our liking. We're trying to keep these at an hour, hour 15. We're probably sitting around that right now. That's fucking awesome. Dylan, any final words? Any final thoughts, my man? Um, Go Celtics. I think think we're all on the same page with that one. Um, Go Celtics and Sixers are soft. That's it. All right. Dolan? Final words, final thoughts? Uh, everybody, make sure you you go to church on Sunday. Say your prayers for Joel and B's <laughs> knee. Jesus. We need this knee to be in good shape, this <laughs> lateral collateral ligament on his knee. Uh, we need it more than we need air at this point. So, you know, talk to whoever you need to talk to to make sure this knee gets right for me. Final thoughts? I just I, I look forward to next two, uh, Thursday when we record and the Celtics are up to a final thoughts for be- me. If you are one of those people that are going to church and praying for Joel Embiid's knee <laughs> and something happens, make sure that you tune in on Thursday <laughs> because that show is going to be what, Dylan? Electric. Damn right it is. Thank you all so much for tuning in. We appreciate the hell out of every single one of you guys. Again, I've plugged it a bunch of times. Come follow us on Twitter at the Post Up Boys. We're gonna get the fuck out of here, so don't waste too much of your time. Before we do the quick plugs, Dylan, where can the people find you at? At Dillbond00 with no Celtics Z. fans. I say it every single week. Dylan needs more Celtics fans following him. He will talk all day, every day about Boston Celtics. Dolan, where can the people find you at? That's at Ryan Props. Props is with a Z at the end. He does all of his uh, sports gambling research on his tiny ass cell phone. If you guys haven't, if you guys don't know, this man's got significantly big hands. He stands at six foot eight, I think is what Dolan's standing at. Not true. Dude's got massive hands and he's got on this little tiny ass phone. I don't know how the fuck he does it. It blows my mind every single time I talk to him. He does not use a computer. This man is a fucking psychopath. Go follow (laughs) at Ryan Props with a Z. You can find me at Carefree Willis. Come hang out with us on Twitter. Follow the show at The Post Up Boys. Again, Thank you all so much for listening. Be friends by telling your friends about the show. We will see every single one of you all on Friday of next week. See you later. Deuces.